ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't, can change the world of work. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everyone. I'm Steve Grosser. Paul is off, but I'm joined in the studio with Eric Holm and Ben Eisen, who's the author of uh, wonderful A-Head this morning. And the A-Head, for people who might not know, is a sort of quirky, humorous story that appears on the front page of the Wall Street Journal every day. Uh, Ben, I guess I'll just throw it to you to sort of break down um, your story and also introduce our guest. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, the, the A-head is this, uh, it's kind of this slice of life feature um, that we do. And uh, basically, today it was about uh, Mike Roberts, who's on the line with us today. And uh, he is a, a 26-year-old Amazon.com uh, employee, engineer. And uh, he put together a, basically a real-life stock-picking game. Um, and it is... Uh, it's this it's this game that you know it's like a lot of simulation tools that you find online where you basically uh, you know you kind of help pick a stock portfolio but the thing that's really interesting about this is that Mike has actually put his own money on the line here uh, so it's he has a brokerage account uh, in Robinhood which is a online brokerage platform and he's basically created this tool so that anyone can uh, can, can trade can vote basically vote to buy or sell stocks in his portfolio. So we actually found out about this last week, and um, it went live on Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah, it went live Tuesday, and uh, yeah, we found out about it from the folks at Robinhood, and I was like, oh my god, I got to talk to this guy. Um, and so yeah, we put together a feature about sort of Mike's week doing this. Yeah, glad to have Mike here on the line yeah. to uh, to tell us about it. So Mike, it, it seems like I think anyone who reads the story, it seems like a risky proposition to take a you know fifty thousand dollars in a brokerage account and give, hand it over to a bunch of people on the internet. What made you decide to do this? It was a number of different things. Um, you know, I've had this idea, you know, sort of a similar idea of, you know, just bouncing it around in my head about just letting people vote on stocks that, that should be purchased. And I'd seen the idea posted around. Um, and I sort of had this idea along with this uh, other, you know, wanted to take a Twitch uh, and connect it to real life somehow. Uh, and one day sort of just clicked and I had the idea of mixing the two ideas together. Um, but yeah, I, I thought a long time about it. I thought about different ways that people would do it, um, you know, try to, try to, you know, undermine it and lose money. Um, but I really uh, just thought about it a lot and decided, you know, how bad of an investor could you be? Um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the best investor around. <laughs> I've lost money in the stock market. Sometimes I make some. Uh, but I also just sort of wanted to be the first person to do this. Um, so I just did it, I guess. And, and we should say that Twitch is um, a, a platform where people can watch video games being played by others. Usually that's how it's used, right? And it's owned by Amazon. But you, first of all, did this in your spare time and you do not work for Twitch. Just wanted to throw all those details uh, out there for people, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I did this in my spare time. It's uh, totally unrelated to uh, you know my job at work. Um, and yeah, you're right. Uh, generally, Twitch is used by you know people who will set up a stream and you know they'll play Call of Duty or something and watch everybody play, uh, or you know everyone watch them play, I should say. Um, but there was an experiment sort of that inspired some of this a while back called Twitch Plays Pokemon. Uh, 
um, where somebody hooked up, you know, the Twitch chat to a Pokemon emulator, uh, and then let everybody control the, you know, the Pokemon game through the, the Twitch channel. Um, so this idea is actually partly inspired by that as well. I, I, what I found interesting is we've talked a lot about this subject here at the Wall Street Journal and on this podcast of active and passive investing. And this sort of is a new twist in some ways to passive investing. You basically crowdsourced your stock picking, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just based on what I've seen so far, um, there seem to be groups that are forming that are, you know, trying to control the voting and actually doing analysis of stocks. Um, and some, I can see they talk about, oh, let's buy this for the long term. Let's try to buy some this morning. We'll sell, sell it later in the afternoon. Um, so it is sort of, you know, some of it, they're day trading. Some of it, they're doing long term stuff. Um, it's really just fascinating. You know, uh, uh, you know, one thing, I, Mike, you and I talked about a little bit last week was just this idea that, um, yeah, on the one hand, like, Right, handing over your portfolio to a bunch of internet trolls sounds really scary. On the other hand, people put lots more money than that in the hands of a single financial advisor every single day, and um, you know some are professionally trained, and and or or, or financial advisors are, but you know it's it's uh there's a lot of risk in in every type of investing, and and uh, yeah, here you at least have some sort of wisdom of crowd situation going on. Well, that's interesting because I want to sort of step back to when you first, when Mike first launched this, and you have a you have a quote in the piece where you describe this is you know this is the sort of the what initially happened was a disaster you were hoping wouldn't happen. What did the first uh, group of you know uh, people uh, want you to buy? Yeah, so um, it sort of started out. I mean, if you look at the original stream, what happened was. The system was originally designed so that you could vote as many times as you want each round. Um, and, you know, the first group of people that went in there um, quickly showed me why that was a bad idea. So <laughs> while they were voting, I changed it, changed some of the code so that you could only vote once, uh, you know, per round. But really, uh, you know, what the trolls and the people that want to destroy this are, they will try to buy this uh, stock called the Seaboard Corporation, and the ticker symbol for that is SEB. And I believe the only reason they want to do that is because it's so expensive. I think it's about $4,000 per share last time I checked. Um, so you don't just burn through all the money. Um, but, you know, they have purchased a few shares successfully, uh, and I think we ended up selling them at a, a slight profit. Uh, so I guess their trolling was not so successful. And it was interesting because once, when I was watching, when a share of Seaboard was purchased, then it seemed like uh, everyone else who was not in that Seaboard group would sort of band together shortly thereafter and, and sell the shares. I, I don't know if that was what was happening the first day, but that's what I saw, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I mean, generally after a share of that gets bought, you know, people sort of band together to quickly sell it. Um, and actually, you know, if if I were, I guess, controlling this, um, I would say after you buy a share of that, you know, wait a day. If you look at their, you know, if you look at just sort of the, the, the curve of their, their graph over the past few days, it's really, I don't think, such a bad investment. Um, you know, they're they're up pretty, pretty, I think, over 27% in the past year which is pretty good, I think. Yeah, sure. 
What? Let's. let's I mean, it's no Amazon. <laughs> well, it's not that far behind either. Um, let's let's take a look um, just at how you like the emotions you felt. To, if you could discuss that as you're watching this unfold over the days, and also how the evol- uh, how the buying and selling evolved um, going um, as the days progressed. Yeah. So actually, uh, the first day I would say was just the just basically a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, you know, when I first started the launch in the morning, I was just super excited, super pumped. You know, I'd spent six months developing this, thinking about what's going to happen. Uh, and I was just super, super excited. Um, and then throughout the day, you know, I saw, I think we started up a little bit and the, the graph popped up a bit. Uh, and then the, you know, the seaboard trolls came along and it started crashing a couple times. So I just started getting very nervous, very, you know, maybe a little bit upset, just like I was thinking, oh, man, you know, maybe I should just shut this down or something. Uh, but then at the end of the day, it mostly recovered. And, you know, I decided after that, uh, I was just, I'm not going to watch the graph anymore. Um, and in <laughs> fact, the rest of that week, you know, my parents were visiting me here in Seattle and I just walked around, you know, we did shopping and I, I didn't really pay much attention to what was going on. I would, you know, pull my phone out. I'll just scroll through the past few trades. Uh, you know, my dad likes to talk about stocks, so I, I mentioned a few, and we we chat about it. Maybe I tweet out a couple of them. Um, but yeah, I I'm you know going to be going back to work as well, and I, I'm probably just going to leave this. Just let him have at it. Well, the, the, one of the questions I had was <laughs> had to do with your parents. Your parents seemed actually surprisingly supportive of this, um, and I can <laughs> I can imagine a lot of parents like wanting to smack their kid upside the head. Um, do you, can you talk a little bit about their reaction? Yeah, so uh, you know, in the past, I've actually I'll admit I've been sometimes a bit frivolous with money. Um, so you know, when I first told them, uh, I sort of started the conversation by saying, "Hey, you know, I'm actually." starting to get a little bit famous on the internet now you know and I, they had just gotten in the car at the airport and i was just trying to explain to them you know i was talking to you know ben from the wall street journal he <laughs> called me earlier and um so i was just telling them all about what's going on and they couldn't understand it at first and then when i showed them you know i'd say my mom just thought it was pretty funny um just the whole thing um my dad, I would say, was a little bit uh, nervous, but uh, I sort of just explained to him the rules and said, hey, you know, it's one trade every five minutes. You know, you can only be, it's only allowed to purchase one share or sell one share at a time. So, you know, you really can't, you know, spend 50000 on a penny stock in one minute. You know, it's not like super, super risky. Um, so I think it sort of, uh, you know, kept them a little bit uh, less nervous just explaining the rules and, you know, what's going on. So what's the underlying theory here? Like, are are you expecting that the wisdom of the crowd, even with these trolls as part of the crowd, are going to help you outperform the market? Is is there is there some sort of underlying thesis? Yeah, so... Uh, or are you just having fun? Really. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of just an experiment. Like I said, I wanted to be the first person to, to do something like this. Um, I actually think that a lot of people will see this and, and try to build their own spin-off of it. There's already software developers hanging out in our Discord channels just building different tools that integrate with this system now. Um, but originally, you know, I thought, 
I'd say my overall, you know, I had so many different thoughts about what would happen, what people would do. And I would say overall, my hypothesis was that they would invest in some stocks that weren't so good and the money would just slowly drain out over the course of, uh, you know, six months or more. Uh, that was my theory at first. But, you know, after seeing what they've done so far, I've changed it. I think um, I actually kind of think we'll beat the market. And I think today, uh, so far, we have. I think the, uh, looking at it now, I think the uh, S&P 500 is at 0.01% up, and we're at 0.09%. Uh, so looking good so far, uh, but, you know, only time will tell, of course. I think that's uh, probably a good place to take a break. We'll be right back with more from Mike Roberts. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Plus, save time by completing security questionnaires with Vanta AI. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash W-S-J. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. All new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello and welcome back. I'm Steve Grosser. I'm in the studio with Eric Holm, Ben Eisen, and on the phone is Mike Roberts, 26-year-old software engineer with Amazon who created an interesting stock picking game to get a, the internet to basically make the, to decide what he would invest in. Mike, I have one question. Were you, were you surprised at how um, popular this got? Because it got roughly as of Friday, 400,000 uh, people play, were playing this game. Uh, yeah, I would say, in fact, that's the thing that surprised me the most. Um, I thought this would be sort of just a quirky little, you know, the thing that people find out about once in a while on Twitch. Uh, you know, maybe there'd be a, a group of, you know, 10 or 15 people that are super into it. Uh, I would say that surprised me the most that, you know, I've been talking to, you know, different reporters and journalists uh, and just the attention I've gotten has actually uh, kind of surprised me a little bit. You know, one thing uh, you and I had talked about last week, Mike, was uh, just this idea that, um, you know, part of the fun for you in this seemed to be kind of the process of putting the whole thing together. You were really into creating uh, kind of this interface, which uh, uh, for those who want to check it out, it's kind of, uh, it's like this pixelated video, old school video game looking kind of uh, interface. And, you know, you had the music that was set up to like uh, crescendo right before the thing launched. And, um, you know, you had all of this going on. Was that, I mean, was that sort of uh, kind of the, the, Doing that was that was that sort of the the fun in and of itself was that sort of the goal or you know w- what were you hoping was going to be kind of the, the legacy of all of this? Yeah, so the uh, so the whole thing was um, you know the countdown. For example, uh, I started this whole project off by uh, doing an eight day countdown where I put the complete works of Mozart on repeat in the background <laughs> and just started streaming. Um, and one of the reasons I did that was because. I didn't really have a big um, 
budget to market this. And, you know, I didn't want to burn a bunch of money telling people about it and then potentially lose even more money once they start playing it. So the way that I sort of did this was I just started that stream, um, and then I just went on Twitter and started following Twitch employees, started following Robinhood employees, started following, you know, even guys over from the Wall Street Journal, uh, different journalists, different gamers. Um, and I started this whole thing by just following people uh, on Twitter, and it slowly, I guess, just got the word out. Uh, but that was the whole thing. Uh, that was actually kind of a joke uh, with the music and the countdown and everything. I just thought it was sort of this funny, artsy thing. Um, but really, that I, I sort of threw together that countdown and threw together, you know, you see these tickers sliding around, sort of looks like the Matrix or something. Um, but I, I sort of threw that together pretty quickly. Uh, most of the work was on the core interface and the gameplay. So can you help me understand? I was looking at um, – I, I really got into it. I was really enjoying watching last week. And, and I noticed two quirks. One is that um, people can donate a little money. And obviously the m- amount of money that they're donating is tiny. But also it looks like if people sign up for Robinhood accounts through um, your site that you get – I think you're part of a pilot program at Robinhood where you get a free share or two or something like that. Is that right? And it is that included in the – running tally of how much you're up or down uh yeah that's correct um so the the donations thing uh you're right and uh, i've decided i'll put um the the donations into the account um so people can you know the the thought behind that was if it falls below twenty five thousand and people want to keep playing you know somebody else has to put the money in to keep the game going uh, but it looks like People are donating, and, and some people are even using that for advertising because I put the name of the donation, you know, who donated on the on the, in the video, so right. people advertise their websites that way. Um, the the Robinhood free share thing, um, yeah, they uh, they have this uh, really cool uh, program basically where if you you refer your friends, you get uh, a free share, and they get a free share. Uh, and that is included uh, in the, uh, I think right now we're at 50,811. So some of that profit is from the uh, Robinhood shares. But unfortunately, they, they do cap that out. out I think uh, $500 total you can get out of that. Sure, uh, shares you know, worth a total of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but shares worth a total of 500. Uh, the reason I'm asking is I, I love getting into the weeds and sort of really understanding how the, the, the you've achieved that those gains so far. And it's totally a valid method of doing it. I just figured we should all, if if we're if we're if we, if people are still listening this point, I figure that they're really interested in how it's all happening. Yeah, so uh, I, I am still working on uh, building a way for people to see the total profits, the total profits minus the Robin Hood uh, thing. Uh, and actually, if you want to see, uh, go to the uh, Twitch channel and type exclamation point portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will reply to you with a link uh, to this dashboard that some developer has built that integrates with my system. And there you can see a really cool breakdown uh, of of just the portfolio, basically, of the percentage change, the total, how much is paid, the current value. Um, it's uh, really quite fascinating. You know, I think that gets to something that we often talk about a lot around here, which is the idea that, um, you know, it seems like young people just aren't into the stock market that much, that it's hard to get 
them into investing, specifically, um, you know, the millennial crowd. Um, and you know, it, it seems like one thing that this kind of shows is, you know, if you make if you make the stock market into a game, perhaps you get more people interested in it. It seems like people were signing up for Robinhood accounts uh, through this. Uh, after watching this, and you know, I, I do wonder if there'll be some sort of real life impact in terms of you know, pe- younger people starting to get into how the stock market works. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I hope so. Uh, I think the stock market is really cool uh, as long as you know you, you play it safe and you're okay to to lose some and take some risks. Um, but yeah, that was one thing too. I was a little bit worried, you know, about this because you know, Pokemon. You know, when in the example Twitch plays Pokemon, they, that was fun because Pokemon is a real game. But you know, this is just—it's just symbols and words and numbers. You know, and this graph. Uh, there's not really like pretty pictures or any fighting or anything like that. So I was a bit worried that people would just think it's boring and then just you know ignore it. Uh, but I, I'm surprised people are really getting into it now. Well, the Tesla bulls and bears are fighting. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Um, well, you, you know what's interesting about that? This is these groups that are forming, you know, banding, banding, you know, banding together here to try to influence the vote. Uh, and if you join our Discord channel, there's a group they call themselves the Illuminati, and they try to influence the vote by by sharing these memes, these different emojis, trying to get people to to vote for their choice. Uh, and then another group is forming that's that's sort of fighting them. They call themselves the resistance or something. <laughs> uh, so it's actually, I think, just hilarious that these groups are just doing this. And, and just for some context, Discord is, I believe, uh, it's a totally separate platform where people can have conversations that are all archived. And there's, it, it seems like there's all sorts of analysis and and uh, and and people, right? Like you're saying, banding together, uh, plotting a bit, uh, trying to figure out how to how to influence that portfolio, and and that kind of developed. Uh, is this right, Mike? That this this developed on its own, separate from. Uh, what you had done. That's right. Um, so I, I did create the uh, initial Discord uh, server. And if, if you know, the listeners are interested, you just go to the stock stream Twitch page and just scroll down below the video. You'll see a little panel that I set up and one of them says Discord. You just click that and you can start checking it out. Uh, but I sort of set up the server and I didn't really have time to moderate it or, or set up different rooms or, or you know, that you can set up these bots that you can chat with and they'll return stock information. So I just happened to meet uh, some developer who was there and I said, you know, hey, you, you can sort of just manage this from now on. And uh, I think he was doing a pretty good job uh, of that. So I sort of just let them just have at it in that Discord channel. It's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Mike, you go to, I guess, work pretty shortly, <laughs> um, being out in Seattle. What do you think? You haven't been in, back at work. What do you think the reaction to of your colleagues and you know friends at work are, is going to be? <laughs> you know, that's that's actually a really good question. Um, I did uh, check my work email, um, and uh, I've gotten uh, a few emails of people who have tracked me down on the internal directory. They're telling me how much they love the project. You know, I've had my colleagues that I, I work with on a day-to-day basis have, you know, dropped me emails saying it's really cool. So, so far, uh, I think I'll, I'll probably be expecting a pretty positive reaction. 
but I, I'm actually going to work uh, probably the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Um, so uh, I'm about to find out, I okay. guess. And what's the end game? How long is this going to go on for? I mean, assuming <sighs> you, you, I know you told Ben that if it, if it dips below 25,000, you have to shut it down. But if it doesn't, how long are you going to keep it going for? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's also a good question. Um, originally, uh, I was thinking, you know, if nobody comes to check it out, if nobody likes it, and there's only a few users, I would just shut it down because it's boring. But now, you know, there's 600 people watching now. There's lots of people playing. So I'll probably just let it run indefinitely. Um, if they start making a lot of money, then I'll have a, uh, you know, tax situation to deal with. So I might have to pull some of the money account, to, you know, pull money out of the account to deal with that. Uh, but we'll see. You know, at this point, I'm planning on just letting it run forever. I think that's probably a good place to end it. Thanks a lot, Mike, for joining us. This has been Steve Grosser with Eric Holm, Ben Eisen, and Mike Roberts on from Seattle. I'll tune in uh, later this week for more podcasts. Thanks a lot. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. All new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.